1: Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for tuning us in today. It's an honor to come across your broadcast and to be with you this morning. And as always, my friend, it's an honor to be with Stephanie this morning. <laughs> Good morning, Stephanie. How is your uh, cold boogerage, all that stuff going on these days?
2: <laughs> I'm doing much better now. All my kids have it. Um, but... <laughs>
1: Every time it's that more I my
2: yawning that's causing me trouble.
1: Every time play. that I spend time in the Wesco house I come home with something, you know. And, oh
2: my uh, word, it's uh, ridiculous.
1: Stuff gets passed around there, you know, and it, it's and I Debbie has a better constitution, so usually I come home with it And a few days later she gets, you know. Oh. Yeah, but she's she's got a better uh it's more healthy, I guess is a better way of saying that. So we've been cruising along, Stephanie, on these army values and So Mm -hmm. we've been, uh, we have the last one today, but we've been talking about words, there's seven of them. So we've talked about loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, and integrity yesterday. And now we find ourselves talking about personal courage. And that was a big thing in the army to have the personal courage to do what's right. Have the personal courage to say what's right. Have the personal courage when someone's shooting at you to not run and shoot back, have the personal courage to, to rescue people who are falling on the Mm -hmm. battlefield, have the personal courage to, you know, and these are all things. When you look at that term, personal courage in the army, these are all things, Stephanie, um, that really are hard decisions. You know, it's a hard decision to decide I'm going to go help this guy. It's a hard decision to decide that, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to blow the whistle on something that happened to me or people who are hurting me or people who have hurt me. And I think I told you, I don't think I've told the podcast, but uh, last Friday, so I haven't even, and I got to remember to put your prayer letter out there on Facebook. But last Friday, Stephanie sent out Thursday, I don't know, sent out a prayer letter to everybody about a week ago. And Friday, uh, yeah, it was Friday. And as her prayer letter went out, a church re-forwarded. Anyway, this lady ended up with it, and she had just got married a year ago. And to make a long story short, Stephanie, worst scenario of worst scenarios uh, where personal courage comes into play. Her father had abused her. And um, she read your prayer letter about a very brave lady whom you and I both love uh, who had personal courage and did the right thing. And this girl drove to the police station with her husband. And uh, along the way, she talked to her sister and there's a lot going on. There has not been as of this week, there will be, uh, we're being told there will be arrest. Uh, there will be an arrest. They're, they're Put all the evidence together. And I guess they have a jury or lawyers or whoever look at it, a grand jury. I don't know how they, you know, who they, who decides, but they're being mm-hmm. told very soon there'll be an arrest. But I was thinking Stephanie about the personal courage. I mean, this woman's life, you know, from a big family, finding out her sister, as well their worlds are exploding and, and, and more information the father employees husbands the father employees them uh i mean personal courage yeah, yeah. these two showed personal courage they drove to that police station and put it, it, it you've been there you filed a report at a police station you don't yeah. i mean i it wasn't that long ago i got a text from stephanie He said i'm filing a report and I wrote back praying for you because I didn't know what else to write. I knew that I just had to stop whatever I was doing and pray. And I caught it. I was on the phone. I, I saw a text come through. And like within three minutes, I hung up the phone and I saw that you were making a report. And it hit me, the personal courage it takes to do that. The personal courage of these two ladies. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes personal courage can only come from God. It needs to lift us up, Stephanie. I want you to talk about that. It needs to God needs to make things happen. Sometimes it's just easier in this world not to show personal courage, but the God of all heaven says, "Have I not commanded thee? Be strong, be in good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed; for the Lord God is with thee whithsoever thou goest." And when these ladies walked into that police station, you know who was with them? The Lord God. And uh, personal courage. Personal courage. Folks, I'm praying for you. I'm going to let Stephanie tell a little bit about her walk into a police station to file a report. And listen, we're here to help you guys any way we can. I was honored that these people even called their pastor who called me because they didn't want people to know who they are. And I, and I think you and I understand that. I think we... <laughs> I think we understand that people don't want folks to know. But Stephanie, what's that walk like when you're walking into that police station? What, I mean, what did you need? What did God give you?
2: Um, going through the process of writing out a report in, it, in and of itself, um, takes something from God. Um, I would have to be honest and say it's been one of the most breaking experiences of my life. I'm sorry. There's there's a pain that comes with love that's very hard to put into words. But when you've asked God for years and years to give you a love for the people who abused you and to the man who abused you and then yeah you have to do the tough thing yeah it makes it hurt worse and yet when we went into that police station and you know <clears throat> my experience wasn't very good to be honest um yeah. the first police station treated me like dirt
1: yeah
2: and um yeah. I'm very thankful that the next one did not, but, um, through that whole process, God taught me something. And that was that there is a freedom from bondage that comes with being willing to do that, that I honestly didn't know could exist. Mm -hmm. And there's a peace and a sense of obedience to God, um, that comes that I didn't know existed. And is it something I ever want to do again? No, but I don't have any regrets for doing it. And to know that before God, those people will not hurt anyone else because I stand stood by quietly. There's already been enough people hurt. And that's what personal courage is, is being willing. And I'm not trying to hold myself up, but personal courage is saying, this is going to hurt me, but that's okay. Because if it stops somebody else from getting hurt, it's worth whatever I have to pay for that.
1: Mm. And, you know, first, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that anybody's been through this. I'm very sorry for Stephanie. I've told her that before. And uh, I think folks, I think there's a courage uh, that a Christian has um, that's beyond description when a, when a girl, when a lady, when a man or a boy can say enough and, and stand up against everything they think, uh, shaken, um, scared to death and do the right thing that my friend is personal courage. That's the strength that God gives you. That's what Stephanie displayed. That's what all these other men and ladies we know who've been going through these things, the Bible says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. So when we're afraid, we, we, we have but one place to go. You know, I know we get our helpers and our friends and, and we go with them to, uh, to the station or whatever the case may be, but no, know, know this, know this, dear friends, you have a courage inside of you that God gave to you that's bigger than all that. And when you do the right thing, I, I believe God is honored so greatly and I know it's hard. I know, I know voices have shook. I know prayers uh, have went forward. I know crying has happened, but let me tell you something. The, the satisfaction uh, of knowing that God did a work through your life when you walk in there and the satisfaction, hey, hey we know you did it. And uh, Folks, if you've done something like that, if you stood up and, and stood toe-to-toe with the devil and said, no, not anymore. I was hurt. I'm coming clean on this. When you do that, there's something bigger inside you. And I thank you for that. I love you for that. And uh, thank you, Stephanie. And so we're cruising along. It's, it's always hard to cruise along after something like that. But I just really wanted to mention this. This has been really on our hearts of late. It's been really ripe. It's been, uh, it, it's to me, it's pretty wonderful that somebody could read a prayer letter from a missionary and find freedom in that. And, uh, yeah. uh, they can see God through a prayer letter. And I, I think, you know, we're all the time telling people, people saying, well, I hate writing prayer letters, you know, missionaries, or I hate writing thank you letters to churches and stuff. But can you imagine you do something that God wants you to do? And there's a couple <clears throat> ladies in this world that, you know, they're shaking a little bit less right now that their eyes are open a little bit wider. Their relationship with God is closer, uh, I mean, they just stood up toe to toe with the devil and, and, and folks, that means something. And I'm proud of you. And, and we see folks like this. We meet folks like this, you know, we meet folks who got PTSD from combat and first responding and accidents and witnessing things. And, and we meet so many who've been hurt physically, emotionally, wrecked and, and to sit around and talk about that and to make that a focus is, is, is a very godly thing so hey we're going to go ahead and run to a commercial we didn't mean to uh uh bring any well we did mean to bring up bad juju because we got a great <laughs> god that gives you personal courage hey we'll be right back hang with us Well, it's great to be back with you. Stephanie, we find ourselves over there in the 24th proverb. Uh, we're in verse number 13. We're going to do 13 and 14 and take a look at that. Thanks again, Stephanie, for sharing your heart. I know you probably had to uh, find your handkerchief or something or a face cloth <laughs> or a whole towel there a minute ago. But thank yeah, you.
2: thank yeah, you for sharing that. With the towel thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then that to on top of that, though, the. the the over-expenditure of boogerage, you know, when you cry, it just thank makes you, it worse.
2: Thank you for that. I yeah. appreciate that Yeah,
1: it just makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's happen- It happens to me all the time. It says, my son. <clears throat> so so here we go. We can all we'll uh-huh. hop in the word of God. And uh, My son, eat thou honey, because it is good. And thou honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste. I love a honeycomb. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it then there shall be a reward and thy expectation shall not be cut off. And, uh, you know, we look at those two verses as they come to my mind and it's saying, you know, you eat honey because it's good. You're rewarded when you eat it. It's sweet. I love honey. I am a, I'm a honeycomb freak. You know, it's like the best piece of candy I can eat in my whole life. And uh, then to go on and talk about in that same verse, uh it's talking about sweet to the taste and then in 14 it says so shall the knowledge of wisdom be onto thy soul. And in that same group of verses, Stephanie, it's comparing that sweetness, that deliciousness, that wonderfulness of honey, that wonderfulness of a honeycomb. And, and you know, I'm a honeycomb, player. you bought me a honeycomb before in honey. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie's the one who got me hooked on whipped, uh, I think cinnamon, honey, the best thing that's uh-huh. ever, ever that's happened to me.
2: Company. Yeah.
1: Honey wise is <laughs> the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm just being up front with you, but to compare <clears throat> to compare the sweetness and deliciousness and the wonderfulness and uh, with what knowledge does for you is a pretty cool thing, don't you think?
2: Yes. I think it's <clears throat> beautiful that God compares his knowledge to honey. Um, when you think of, there's I, the, there's a story in, would it be in 2 Samuel, First Samuel, about Jonathan. They had been in in battle and were weary. And Saul had told none of the had told the soldiers they weren't allowed to eat. Well, his son didn't hear that command. And he went and got ate honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about how that renewed his strength. And, of course, Saul, being the knucklehead that he was, was mad at Jonathan and, you know, all of that junk. But um, that honeycomb revived Jonathan. It gave him the strength he needed to then have a massive victory because he had strength and the idea that that's the power of um in a physical sense raw honey has properties in it that do that to you they it's got this life-giving property energy when it's in that raw form um and i can only imagine back in bible times how much stronger that would have been with less mutations and all of the you know the the effects of sin on the world. So I can only imagine back then how much more, you know, power would have been in their honey. Um, but the fact that God compares it to n- the knowledge of wisdom. And I think it's interesting that it says the knowledge of wisdom, because in other words, there's a difference between, there's a difference between knowing what wisdom is and then knowing the yeah. knowledge of wisdom where it's become a part of you and to compare that to honey, because it's, it's literally life giving, it's literally life changing, it literally gives you what you need to accomplish the task in front of you that God's giving you to do. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a beautiful comparison.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it is. And, and you know, what's one of the favorite things in my life is honey and honeycomb and the sweetness and and Mm -hmm. what should be one of the favorite things in my life, which you're getting at is gaining God's knowledge and being more knowledgeable, and I like that. I like the comparison that we gain that. We gain strength from it. Uh, Think about the strength that was gained on that battlefield that day. Think about, you know, we gain strength from knowledge. Knowledge gives us strength. It makes us better. You know, in the Army, over and over again, we practiced, uh, what's your role if a battle should come? You know, from the time you're a private, you know exactly what to do, and you know exactly what to do for that person who outranks you, and you know exactly what to do for Mm -hmm. that person who outranks him. And you know exactly what to do to the person that outranks him. So what I'm getting at is you know everybody's job. You get as much knowledge as you can because people, you know, grow that way. And I, I like the way you went with that. And 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 I believe that 15 and 16 continues that thought on. It says, Lay not wait, a wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For a just man faileth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked... She'll fall in the mischief. And I love the comparison made here. You know, don't lay around and wait. Um, you know, go out and do what you got to do. And because uh, a just man, he's gonna he's gonna fall. He's gonna fall seven times, but he's just gonna keep getting up. He's gonna say, you know, I'm gonna find a way to get this done. This is what God has for me. This is what gets my job done. This is how I'm going to take care of my family. This is how I'm going to take care of my friends. This is how I'm going to move forward. That just man just keeps getting up. He just keeps on trusting in it. He's not going to let anybody rob his righteousness. He's not going to do it a different way. He's not going to do it a bad way. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to change standards. He's, uh, but then at the end, that righteous guy falls all those times, Stephanie, and gets back up and gets it right. Mm-hmm. But at the end it, it talks about but the wicked shall fall into mischief. You know, they they man, I had enough. I just can't do this. I can't stick with it. It's not worth it. How many times have I heard that as a biblical counselor? How many times have I heard that as a sergeant major in the army? How many times have I just heard it's just not worth it? I've tried and I tried and I can't get it done. And I'm always so frustrated, Stephanie, when someone says that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the idea that um, there's a verse in Psalms that says, The steps of a good man are by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down the Lord upholdeth him with his hands and um, I've been having this I've had this discussion with someone um, lately that the discussion of oh, you can have someone who appears to have all their ducks in a row they appear to be the perfect man or the perfect woman <laughs> they've got life by the tail so to speak and um, almost think of Paul with um you know when he talks about how he's a Pharisee of the Pharisees and concerning the law he was blameless and all of that 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 perfect man but internally they're rotting internally they're falling apart and that eventually is going to come out and they never fall yeah they never they never mess up and I say that sar- sarcastically but that's their image that is their mantra that is their pledge. <laughs>
1: They're thought because they look outward and all you see is what they're putting out with. Remember the difference we talked about yesterday is, you know, a narcissist always looks outward. It's always someone else's fault. They've never fallen. They've never done anything wrong.
2: Yeah. And the just man, what I see with the just man, the one, the steps of a good man. Yeah. You're going to fail. I failed. I've messed up. You got on me for it. I got, got it right. And it's going to happen with anybody
1: that's right. that's
2: that's willing to be human because guess what we are human and we are going to make mistakes and that's why the grace of god becomes so precious because of verses like this god says it's not it's not the falling it's when you choose to not get back up or it's when you choose to not admit that you've messed up when you choose right. to instead make yourself um the one who's always right and that's nothing but pride. That's what we see in Satan, which is what God had kicked out of heaven. Yeah. And so um, this is, I honestly love verses like this because it tells me that I serve a God um I I was in a culture for a long time where pe- perfection was demanded. Yeah. and it messed up my my view of God. It really did. And just in the last couple of weeks, God's been teaching me so much of understanding I don't have to be perfect anymore. Yes, do I have to walk with the Lord? Yes, do I have to still confess my sin and all of that, but that God loves me for me? And if I confess my sin and forsake it, or if I mess up and get back up, that's what God's looking for. Because otherwise, why am I a Christian? I don't really need Him if I can be that perfect. And so verses like this are that reminder that to me that it's not about it's not all about perfection. It's about the fact that God's looking for the person who, though he falls, he's not going to be utterly cast down. God will help you get back up so that you can keep serving him.
1: That's right. God has a way of taking those of us who fall, but we keep getting back up. We keep sometimes he makes us go after the prize a few times. Yeah, sometimes he wants us to really earn that prize. He knows when we're going to earn it. But we don't. Sometimes that yeah. trial of making that happen is so much better to us than just being handed something on a platter. And um, yeah. I, I think sometimes, you know, we got to fall and, and uh, uh, just just to know, hey, uh, I got you, Doug stand back up. He brushes yeah. you off and pushes you back out there again. And and that's where it's at. Hey, listen, folks, I know we're right up against the time again, but we sure do appreciate all of you. We're praying for you. We know we talked about some really hard things today and yesterday and every day. If we can help you find us at Helpful Wounded Spirits, drop me a note at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Uh, you can find the Wounded Spirits number online if you need someone to talk to real quick. If you're But listen, personal courage, man. Uh, You guys have it out there, just stick with it. Proud of you, Stephanie, proud of what you've done, proud of all you ladies, all you men coming forward, doing things that are right. Uh, I love you, God loves you, and I'm proud of you. We'll talk to you real soon, may God bless you. And hey, with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today.